0: This is the show where we learn about the careers of hospitality and wine professionals around the world and the huge impact that they are making. Welcome to the Akwazi Wine Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Clinton Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me enormous pride to introduce <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. I'll let you talk first, guest. Tonight. And that guest comes in the form of Dr. Ewan Dice. So for those of you who might have difficulty in pronouncing that, just think of the number 10 in Italian, Dice. All right. And say that with verve. If I was to describe the good Dr. Ewan in terms of numbers, well, 25 years in the hospitality industry, 13 countries he's been to and worked in three continents and openings of at least 20 hotels. Dr. Ewan personifies and embodies elegance, calmness, but yet with practicality. He's a man that appreciates that South Southpaw as he is also a boxer of note, but he's also a writer. So without holding back, Let's ring the bell and Stephanie, you've got the first question.
1: Well, I'm jumping into the boxing room right now. (laughs) He's got a lot more experience than I do when it comes to boxing. I can tell you, but, uh, what I wanted to ask you is what do you consider, uh, what was the single catalyst that actually drove you to become a hotelier?
2: Dr. Clinton Lee, thank you very much. Stephanie, wonderful to have the opportunity to be part of this great uh, chat and to be part of your incredible program. I enjoy, actually, I love to be with people and making others happy. The hotel environment allows me to be with people from various backgrounds, learn and grow through them. Important for me was as well to discover the world and its people. A hotel environment allows you to have the world come to you as well, be around incredible diversity, experience various cultures, create unmatched memories and become a more sophisticated professional and enriched person as a result, Stephanie.
1: Ah, well, Ewan, one of your philosophies Uh, upon reviewing your book was that you wanted to create an unmatched experience for guests to last a lifetime. So how did this philosophy come about?
2: Well, Stephanie, seeing people happy is a wonderful feeling. I learned early on that I can make a difference for people simply by smiling and reaching out to them. And the wonderful outcome of seeing others reacting positively was an important driver for me to learn more about people in general and my own contribution to make the world better. In uh, hospitality and in any industry, people are the most important. Through my leadership and passion, I can inspire others, create exceptional experiences every time, and every single interaction and through every single employee consistently. People might remember things, but feel connected with those who touched their hearts. This will last a lifetime. I love that. I also
1: love that you were up. I
0: Yes, Stephanie. I, I think I really have to ask uh, doc, the good Dr. Ewan here, because it's just a burning question inside of me. You know you have shared with us this this catalyst this 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 need to uh, give people that unparalleled and matchless experience now you have actually traveled worked significantly over four continents dubai egypt singapore hong kong shanghai and they're all culturally different so how would you define An unmatched experience in each of those differing cultures?
2: Well, as an hotelier or a tourist, whenever um, we are in different countries or a different place, we're always guests in a particular environment. For people, professionals like us hoteliers, it is critical to not wait for a hand to be extended, but always to make the first step trying to be part of them, their culture, and uh, always remain positive about being in a new environment. As soon as people feel that you are here for the right reasons, they will open up. Curiosity definitely plays a crucial role. And uh, believe me, everywhere I have been, the locals open up and show pride and enthusiasm to teach, engage, and try to make others feel comfortable. Well, touching hearts, from my standpoint, is the easiest thing in life. It takes a smile, proactive approach to embrace everything new, to be thankful to learn from people in their culture, be humble enough to appreciate the difference, and then always act and engage in a respectful way. Everyone has the heart in the same place wherever you go. As professionals, uh, we know how to make others feel special about themselves. For us, it's very important that we can empathize and engage, learn by observing, speaking, communicating, asking the right questions in the right way at the right time to know more and learn and then act upon to create unmatched memories.
0: That is very inspiring, Dr. Ewan. That's really inspiring. And um, I'd like to extend that uh, question and broaden it uh, a dash more, if I may. Many of the Asia-Pacific Wine and Spirit Institute students, they are in the hospitality industry. Given your many years, campaigns, and being a veteran of many battles, what tips... Two tips. I'm sure you could give many more. And there's an enormous amount in that fabulous book that you have written, which you have a a copy of the sleeve behind you. And we'll have a quick look at that later. But what two tips would you give to help them advance their career during these challenging times and for the future?
2: Well, first of all, I want to congratulate everyone who has chosen to be a hospitality professional because it's the most beautiful profession in the world. I would like to emphasize the fact that um, everything starts with you and ends with you. As described in my book, uh, Mastering Hospitality in the Eight Principles for Excellence in the People Business, I outline a clear structure of what and how to achieve sustainable success is. I would ask everyone to focus on their talents and strengths and to develop an own brand, as stated in principle number one. Furthermore, I would encourage everyone to think about a clear vision and mission in how to reach the goals set out in principle two. I always ask everyone to dream big and to work on goals, how to reach them. Every day is an opportunity to come closer to that vision. Learn with open ears, ask questions, remain curious and walk your talk. It is important as well to find an employer who can not only support the vision, but also can help mentor and guide you, the young aspiring professionals to greater heights. I always talk about becoming the best that you can be at your current role. To create excellence and sustainable professional success, I encourage everyone to do more than is expected, to refine competencies and naturally demonstrate natural leadership by supporting team members and lifting the spirit of everyone around.
0: Very impressive. Stephanie, I know, well, know you just... He's definitely a people person,
1: there. and okay. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that, too. And uh, that kind of leads me actually into the next question that I wanted to ask you uh, regarding, uh, you know, with China, uh, it's really considered to be a world leader in uh, AI, and... I'm just curious, are are you actually in your hotels? Are you um, incorporating this technology into the hospitality business?
2: Well, I think technology is fascinating and uh, obviously particularly see observe, and somewhat as well be part of the changes. Um, The advancements are happening right now and in different hotels and as well in different companies, yes. uh, Many hotel companies have to adapt and uh, in certain ways as well become more proactive when it comes to AI. Um, I take uh, Alibaba's FlyZoo hotel in Hangzhou as an example Mm -hmm. where you enter a room through face recognition and uh, where you only need your mobile phone to get the services you require. Robots are all present in that hotel and believe me, they will remember you. It clearly shows that many younger guests are fascinated by the technological changes Mm. as well in hospitality. Uh, AI is used in other areas as well, uh, particularly in terms of uh, human resources and recruitment. Well, the question is if it is really that effective Technology definitely exists in many ways and I can make an experience less complicated or perhaps more hassle-free. Technology will shape our industry for sure and that has already started. On the other hand, I strongly believe that particularly in the luxury environment, guests want to be surrounded by professionals who not only can deliver a basic service but also can create memories through professional engagement, competency, and that flair through authentic communication, which customer will never forget. No robot can replace a d' who can talk about the wine with passion, love, and through experience.
1: Well yeah. said.
0: Bravo, <laughs> bravo.
1: <laughs> well said. Um, Asia is now unparalleled uh, when it comes to the consumption of fine red wines. Traditionally, this has been uh, dominated by the French and the Italian wines. How are your hotels supporting the emergence of fine Chinese wines in their sphere of influence? And even possibly as you're quite close to Thailand, uh, Taiwan's.
2: Yes, Stephanie, very, very interesting and good question. I had the opportunity to be and live in Asia for almost 20 years now, not only in China, but as well in Thailand, Singapore, Hong Kong and Japan. Asian travelers and particularly Chinese now represent a very important part of any country And with that travel knowledge comes the fine tuning of their own wine expectation. Chinese people have become much more sophisticated, have tried the best of the best, but as well focus on bringing their own wines to market and compete slowly around the world with their own products. The terroir in China is very diverse and um, creates incredible opportunities to bring great wines to life. Uh, many bigger wineries in China already work with uh, top winemakers from France, Italy, and Australia to perfect this very special craft. You will hear more about great wines or Chinese wines, Asian wines in the future, I have absolutely no doubt. I strongly believe that um, several Chinese wineries will have a breakthrough and can further commercialize their wines and compete with established wineries from around the world. We as hospitality professionals have as well a duty to support own grown wines and help commercialize these products in the outlets. I'm very proud to say that I worked with several local wineries in the past and that some of their wines are fantastic close collaborations with the wineries or then agents can support the visibility of their wines. Having been in Asia for a while, I said, I can tell that there has been great progress. There are different wines and wineries and so forth, great uh, Cabernet Merlot blends and so forth, which are fantastic wines, uh, Chardonnays and so forth. And um, I can mention many more. In terms of Thailand, they can already be very proud of their fantastic wines. Mm-hmm. Although winemaking is not part of their heritage, they started in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, with vineyards in mostly mountainous areas. In Pichit province, around Khao Yang, which is about 160 kilometers northeast of Bangkok in Hua Hin, a beautiful place, for example. In there. Wonderful. Yeah, I the story time. of improved wine quality is uh, probably similar to that of China, where Thai wineries brought in uh, specialists from around the world to improve their wines, bring the love of wines to the local population, and as well allowed many farmers to improve their income through planting vines. I believe that uh, Thailand now produces about uh, 1 million bottles a year and growing Main grape varieties are Cabernet Sauvignon, Shiraz, and a very special Viognier grape from southern France, uh, from the Asochi Valley. So these wines are fantastic, and I have no doubt they will be talked about more and more.
1: Something that I just distinctly remember living in... in, uh... Hong Kong and, and traveling to Singapore, doing doing business in that part of the world, it's so hot, right? So again, I tended to drink more white wine. Getting back to your Vanier, um, uh grape varietal, uh, that that uh, you know th- that sort of changed my preferences of of uh, wine consumption because of living in Asia and because, again, you are in a um, very tropical location. Uh, I would say that that, um, you know, from from what I see now that we've moved to or I've moved to this country uh, for now, um, you know, people here are drinking more red wine. So what what would your, uh, you know, give or take percentage? Uh, mix B of red to white?
2: My personal consumption
1: well, No, no, I'd say in your, for, in your hotels, absolutely your hotels. Um, still heavy,
2: when we talk about wines, particular red wines, heavy on red wines still. But uh, there is um, more and more preference for uh, champagnes or um, more um, perhaps for as well female customers will be the lighter version fruit, light fruity white wines too. So Sauvignon Blancs or whatever. And I think uh, with the hot temperatures, particularly now in Shenzhen, as you say, um, we open our outside areas as well. And um, I strongly believe that uh, we will see more white wine consumption over the next few months.
1: Excellent. Based on your observations in the industry, what do you see as the next big thing in wine in Asia? And how are you leveraging this in your properties?
2: Stephanie, uh, there seems to be a certain reshuffling of the main wine players in Asia and in China. Definitely Australia has become a solid force even overtaking France in terms of overall market share in uh, China this year. Uh, Furthermore, there are other countries who have knocked at the door of many Asian countries and particularly in China, like Argentina, South Africa, Israel, and even Georgia. Uh, It is wonderful to see that the wine market has opened up with many different countries Uh, as well due to special free trade agreements. On the other hand, uh, it is important to look inwards and see the emergence of more local wines coming to market, particularly in China's many wineries gain expertise over the past years, as I mentioned uh, Mm. before. (laughs) I think it is a fascinating time to not only open up great wines to enter Asia, but also to observe and experience the growth of many domestic wines for consumption, hopefully as well for export in the near future. Uh, The market will offer greater choices and create new customers based on tastes and preferences. Uh, Wine and spirits companies need to make technology and social media their own not only to attract younger customers, but also to solidify their market presence and expose their products professionally. Digital presence and sophistication will become more important uh, as behavior patterns change and evolve with the millennials and Gen Z. Well,
1: we'll staying with that, uh, but moving a little bit to another segment, would
0: be. Uh... I, I thought, Steph, could I could I just come in here with that question? Because sure. I, I I'd just like to add what, what um, you know Dr. Ewan has mentioned. You know, Australia, yes, certainly they were predominant, but now with the you know 212 uh, tax uh, rate that they are subjected to, that's created a huge opportunity, and um, our South American friends from Chile. I believe, are are hurrying along at at, at fever pace to to take up uh, the space that has been left. Additionally, uh, you know, what you said about uh, the new generation, the social media, you know, China in the last sort of 20 years, we've seen the terms of what they call the turtle generation and the seaweed generation. You know, the the turtles were the first uh, Uptakers to go overseas, get an overseas education. They came back. There were bountiful opportunities for, for work and opportunities both in the hospitality and other industries. And they were able to, to really captivate and influence. The second generation, what we call the seaweed, they came across. They also were able to successfully obtain degrees and certification. But when they went back, jobs were not so plentiful. So they sort of migrate between where they studied and back to, back to the country of China itself. But these bring with them a different dynamic, a, a different uh, sort of a catalyst of, of what's required. But yeah, absolutely bang on. Steph, I just had to mention that.
1: Good stuff. We've got Good, to pack it on. in. <laughs> particularly around wine but but uh and and again Ewan you did an excellent um job giving us more color on what's going on over there and and we appreciate that um so I'm gonna move you a little bit sideways to uh to another area which is uh what do you see uh in regards to differences Speaking of millennials age, the uh, generational liquor choices in your hotels.
2: Um, thank you, Stephanie. Um, as per my observation and uh, as well, professional surveys, although people about 55 year old still play the biggest part in the wine and spirits consumption, the um, younger generation millennials have actually become the main powers who spend money for liquors and as well more cocktails. The younger generation has discovered the love and perhaps the lifestyle that cocktail, cocktail bars in general offer. There are many trendy establishments popping up in many cities and hotel bars needed and actually still need to catch up and reinvent their own business model to compete. Although the more strong liquors are part of the many cultures in Asia, they are still consumed on a regular basis in family and particularly in business settings. The trend for younger consumers is shifting to beverages, cocktails with less alcohol. Many bars and establishments are sensitive to the changes of habits and have adapted or still adapt to new consumers and those expectations. There is a demand for particular cocktails, flavors, colors, and shapes, talking about glassware as well, especially for female guests who are more sensitive to the look and feel and taste, to have a more balanced approach. An interesting study um, was conducted actually particularly addressing Chinese younger consumer habits. Many uh, chose to reduce the frequency of drinking and the amount of beverages consumed each time, as there is a bigger concern about individuals' health, which has become more important than before. I strongly believe that the creativity of beverage professionals is required, expected and appreciated more than ever, as well as the overall atmosphere that is created by any venue Talking about uh, enlivening all the senses. The connection that a brand can build with its consumers through social media, again, and other means has become increasingly important and a critical focus as well.
1: Definitely, there's a lot going on. Absolutely, yes.
2: Very interesting times.
1: Well, I, you know, also would like to highlight as the, uh, you are our new Awasi Global Hospitality Ambassador. I have to bring up why or what did you consider uh, a prime importance before you accepted this role?
2: Thank you, Stephanie. Um, I'd like to thank, you, Dr. Lee, and your phenomenal team, Stephanie and everyone, for giving me the opportunity to represent Abwasi and to bring the culture of beverages closer to the professionals in our industry and the consumers around the world. I considered the professionalism of your organization, the top leadership, the passion for that craft and the courses offered and the worldwide reach is a prime factor having accepted this great honor. Food, wine, liquors and beverages in general are a critical part of hospitality and is not only a joy and great learning but as well expected from professionals to be able to talk about wines and liquors to guests with great passion. A lunch or dinner or any gathering, family, friends and business should always be accompanied by a great beverage or wine and through the professionals in the trade, bring joy to guests' palates through the right choice of beverage and wine and to help with uh, creating unmatched memories. I learned about the world as well through the world of wine and as people professionals as hoteliers, we're part of that culture I would like to encourage more hospitality professionals to start wine and spirits knowledge as early as possible. And I was able to experience, particularly wine knowledge and wine culture helped me to bring the world closer to my heart and mind. I was and still am learning, connecting dots and experiencing different countries through their wine history, particularities and tastes. Again, my primary role is to bring wines and spirits closer to all hospitality professionals, and by doing so, for hoteliers to experience the world through the lens of winemakers, terroirs, history, culture, and incredible variety of tastes as part of our world. Hospitality professionals tell stories to engage with guests, to create memories that last a lifetime, and to a certain point, to educate consumers through our own lens. Wine and spirits are part of the fantastic and never-ending story. All right. <laughs> Stephanie, I'll let you talk first. Well, well,
1: no, I mean, I think uh, I think that, that sort of uh, full-on question period for me, I've got a few more, but, but I guess, uh, you know, what, what I did kind of want to ask you about, as I saw in uh, the news here, there was a, a blink that, of course, COVID has affected all of us, and in particularly the hospitality industry um, severely. Uh, and, and maybe I don't even have the right words for it. But uh, with Singapore, I believe, you know, it was uh, pretty early that it opened up, everything was uh, uh, booming uh, as far as recovery. And now I've heard that, you know, cases are, are back. Um, So how are you managing through that uh, situation? Um, Yeah, great points
2: and uh, very sad to hear that uh, this thing is popping up again in certain places after really having had the hope to open up the travel bubbles and so forth. Um, I hope it will not last that long. Well, the industry, um, like many Others came to an abrupt halt during the first weeks of the outbreak, but China, I believe, handled the situation in a very professional, coordinated way to ensure that uh, a normal life for many can resume as uh, fast as possible. I was actually in China during all this time. I have not left China for 16 months, and I witnessed the different steps, supported the employees, our owners, and stayed very close with our guests as well. Um, our hotels actually started again uh, very early to offer takeout from our different restaurants, because there was a huge demand. And there you really could feel that certain people never really learn how to cook, but that's good for us. And slowly open up to guests in um, and, and the rooms as well, based on obviously ge- government directions and support. Um, occupancy started to climb again in about... May June and uh, as we have seen and witnessed many hotels were again very busy during the summer holidays. It was a great opportunity for Chinese guests to really discover their own country again and as it happened probably in many other countries around the world as well. Um, Business travel resumed then as well and hotels in many parts of China were able to achieve high occupancies again. As mentioned, we all always have to have the guest mindset and to think like a guest. I strongly believe that our industry in China learned a lot from the local travelers during particularly this time, adapted the offerings, created different products, improved food and beverage to suit certain tastes better and brought the country closer together. Uh, Many hotels have profits that preceded COVID times, and any further border openings as I mentioned in the beginning hopefully soon will allow many operators to further enhance their business uh, prospects.
1: Yes we need all the encouragement and uh, and, and as we said business to uh, catch up uh, or to to stay to stay in the game that's for sure and I always say that we do look to the east to learn and evolve, um, but you guys are definitely ahead of us.
0: Yeah, you know, and in the words of uh, Rudyard Kipling, you know, east is east and west is west. But I'd like to add a variation. He said, "East is east and west is west, and never the twain shall meet." However, I differ. I believe that with with uh, professionals that imbue a personal philosophy that spreads it so openly honestly truthfully and genuinely like Dr Ewan here they shall meet and i would like to ask you Dr Ewan where can students the audience ladies and gentlemen purchase your book and tell us a little bit more about it please
2: thank, thank, thank you very much well it's a great honor that um i can uh, i can speak uh, about the book and uh, i appreciate uh, the opportunity and and um, you know
0: i would dedicate an entire series to it but i don't want to let out all this fabulous secrets and the teachings and the philosophy that you bring forward I want them to feel that love by reading your book. So tell us about it and what inspired you and how they can buy it.
2: Well, thank you very much. Well, my book, Mastering Hospitality is a passionate take on my career and experiences hospitality and leadership in particular throughout the world and my executive MBA and doctoral studies. I always had a desire to continue my education, felt the need to improve my overall competencies, particularly when it comes to business acumen and leadership. My book actually is in two parts. Firstly, a little bit about my own story of success, about the hotel industry in particular, its history, key elements that are important to become a perfect host. Then the second part about my eight principles of excellence in the people business. To become the top of your trade, this is for any industry and any job, I focused on principles that can help anyone grow properly to become the best that you can be and to remain on top through continued focus on self-development, leadership attributes, and further continued education to mention a few. I ask myself the key question, what makes a great leader? And the secret sauce is a single phrase that sounds good. No, all eight principles need to go hand in hand to create sustainability in leadership competency and to achieve the status of a role model for others, which is the highest prize leader you can receive. It is not from the Oscars nor from uh, the Grammys. It is from the people that you inspire every day, employees who want to follow your path and motivated professionals who want to become like you. So the book helps you to focus on what is important to build that reputation. What makes you unique as a top professional with employees striving for excellence the same way as you have demonstrated in every situation with every team member and with every guest or customer. You can visit my Website which is drotelier.com for more information and the book is available throughout the world on Amazon.com. So thank you very much, Dr. Lee, for that opportunity.
0: It's our pleasure. And just for the audience, ladies and gentlemen, I know many of you have read uh, broadly, vastly, deeply. You know whether it's from Shakespeare to Sun Tzu, The Art of War, or von Klauswitz, but you are really wanting a book that's incisive with the precision of a surgeon that is relevant, up to date, you need to get the good doctor's book. And and it is precisely for those reasons that we have selected this to be the standard text for all the Asia Pacific Wine and Spirit Institute students. So through them, with them and by them and with you, we hope to expand this philosophy So, ladies and gentlemen, um, if I haven't already said, my name is Dr. Clinton Lee, and I'm the executive director of the Asia Pacific Wine and Spirit Institute. And through our team here that you've seen, uh, the good doctor Stephanie and the behind the scenes people, we have come up with over 27 certified online courses in wine, spirit, and luxury goods. And you can find out about us on the link below, which will be www.apwasi.com. And I hope that you have been enthralled as, as I've been privileged and honored to have this interview with our guest today, Dr. Ewan. And don't forget Italian in 10, Dice, okay? Dice, Dice right? Correct, Dice, yes. okay, perfect. And um, it's just been a especially genuinely great experience. Uh, went to have you. And thank Perfect. you very much for your time. And now I know with those box, with those gloves on, you're just going to obliterate the competition. <laughs> and then you're going to charm them all with the flowers and the book. So thank you very much indeed for your time. And uh, we really look forward to having the opportunity when we can all meet together. Wonderful. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Great honor and pleasure. Thank you.
0: Perfect. And um, it's just been especially a, a, a genuinely great experience. You want to have you and thank Thank you very much for your time. And now I know with those those gloves on, you're just going to obliterate the competition. (laughs) And then you're going to charm them all with the flowers and the book. So thank you very much indeed for your time. And uh, we really look forward to having the opportunity when we can all meet together. Wonderful. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Great honor and pleasure. Thank you. you've
0: been listening to Wine Buzz podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please do leave a review and share it with a friend. Apwazi is an institution offering online wine and spirit programs dedicated to promoting culture and diversity. If you're looking to get started, we have a complimentary online course that we are giving out to all our listeners. For more
1: information, head to appwazi.com.